Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. that our friendship is now so monetized that we literally have an agenda every time we hang out <laughs> like there's like like they should take minutes and shit like get our google calendars oh, yeah. every time we hang out now <laughs> well that's that's all my friendships now for yeah. the most part yeah yeah and you know what it makes it easier because let me tell you it, it it's easy on friendships when you sit down and you're like okay we have a list of things we're going to talk about today <laughs> As pals. No dull moments in our friendship. Hello. Yeah, exactly. No no moments of having to think of yeah. what to talk about. It has yeah. been decided for us ahead of time. That's right. We don't even have to like, where do you want to eat? I don't know, man. Where do you want to eat? That whole conversation, yeah. you and I have never had it. <laughs> no. Never had it. Nope. Never. No you, need. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? We did have a lovely time, a lovely time at Universal City. We really did. Studio City Walk. It was yeah. it was horrifying to think of us there. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I imagine, I think of us there, and I'm like, my God, we were there. <laughs> Why right, are we walking there? around yeah. like a couple of little school kids, just real just, assholes? Yeah, yeah. We were there. It happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Oh, it really did. Oh, Dave. Re- <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. This is all staying in. Oh yeah. Uh, as per Hypecast tradition. That's what I do. But we are we are currently Tomless, which means I have mm. to say hello and welcome to Hypecast, the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. Did I do it? You did it. I'm your I'm one of your co-hosts, David Bell. And I'm the other of your co-hosts, Adam Ganser, and I was not told to hold out the word Hypecast, but I feel like somebody should do it. Somebody, somebody should just go, like Tom does, like, Hypecast. You know, like, Hypecast. 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 That's true. Yeah, That's true. We did it. <laughs> Why are you, do- are you doing it in, like, a southern draw? I'm doing my own version. I can't. Hypecast. I'm not going to Tom it. I'm going to bring my own version. Hypecast. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for being thank on you. here. Thank you. Thank um, you. How are often. you? Um, I'm fine, man. Uh, as we were discussing, uh, just just uh, this is a crazy busy year for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, but not I, like not like everything's exciting, crazy. Just like man, there's just a lot of bullshit going on right now. I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, I'm playing catch up a little bit. Yeah, like so, I'm 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 having a little like I'm I I think once spring hits, uh, it'll calm down a right, little right. bit. Right, I right. hope. 
But yeah, it's, uh, you know, times are busy, yeah. which isn't bad. No. Uh, I like being busy. It's just, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I'm a little wiped today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it sounds like we both are. Yeah, But I'm bit. in good spirits. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, and, you're and tired and joyful, I would describe I you. I am. Yeah, tired and I joyful. I am. Yeah. I was just I was just exercising. I took a I took a brief hot shower <laughs> right did. before this. Wow. Yeah. Can you tell me about and the exercising? I, uh, Can I learn more about that? It Can was I... just on a recumbent bike. It okay. was it was chill. Okay. It was like forty minutes on a recumbent bike. Wow. Forty minutes. That's pretty good. Forty five. If you if wow. you want to get if I want to get braggy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do want to get braggy. <laughs> well, recumbent bikes are it's easier on the fanny. Right. Right. You right. See. Yeah. 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 And so, like, the regular bikes, those are a pain in the ass. We inherited yeah. a recumbent bike. I don't want people to think I'm a fancy recumbent bike buyer. Yeah, okay. Uh, it, it was it was inherited. Uh, yeah, it's but a legacy bike. It's okay to be gentle with your ass, Dave. It's like, yeah. like nobody needs to give you permission to treat your ass with uh, a certain, you know, uh, light touch. Nobody needs That's to give true. you permission for that, Dave. That's a very good moral. I think that's yeah. going to be the the through line to this episode. I think so too. Um, real quick, yeah. I'm trying to make a habit of this. Uh, do you want to plug anything oh, right yeah. now at the top? I'd love to. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if people are aware of this, but uh, our our pal Michael Swaim and I have a podcast called One Upsmanship. Uh, it's about video games. It's uh, the best video game podcast ever. I don't yes. feel like that's hyperbolic uh, at all. I think yeah. So check that out. It's everywhere. Um, I was just listening, actually, like literally, because I was on the on the cummy bike. Um, <laughs> I was listening to the one on um, uh, fucking dis, dis dishonored, dishonored. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I know you like that game, right? And I, I mean, I've never actually played it, so I oh. kind of skipped around. I didn't want to listen to spoilers, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I will. I'll play it. Okay. I liked the Death Loop. You know, oh, I was dude. on your Death Loop episode. That's right. I remember. Uh, okay, yeah, you got to play Dishonored. Um, I'd also like to plug uh, just me. I'd like to plug me uh, in the following way. Yeah. Uh, I got an espresso machine over the uh, over the last couple weeks, and I'm fuck yeah. I'm making fucked up lattes, Dave. <laughs> I'm making yeah, you are fucking sick lattes. You know what I mean? I gotta. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And in fact, uh, we we have future plans already. Yes, we do. And <laughs> I I might say because we we're gonna say let's do it at my place. Now that I'm realizing lattes are a factor, that's right, Dave. Yeah, we might have to go over to we your. We might place. have to. I um, also have a really nice TV now. Like I, like I'm really living a bachelor life here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have a decent coffee maker. It, it has yeah. a foamer. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's not, it's not a fancy one. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, also just got uh, for from Christmas from my sister a soda stream. I haven't set it up mm -hmm. yet, but uh, there's a lot of like sugarless soda options, yep. and I'm very excited for that. Uh, I, so I'm gonna. I, I might have purchased. Soda boy. I might. Well, I might have purchased a series of sugar-free syrups, Dave, and, and just drink it. You just drink it, and, <laughs> and some soda water, and I'll make the fuck out of an Italian soda for you, Dave. If that's oh, if, if that's nice. what tickles you, I got that for you. Well, Dave. listen, listen. This yeah. is going to be the soda house over here, my friend, and then oh, you be coffee house. Okay, okay great. yeah. St stay sure. in your lane. Sure, you I, know. I appreciate your early rebuke, Dave. That really gets me in the mood to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't have all the drinks. Sure. Uh, pick one, you okay. know? Yeah, yeah. I, G give, I, leave some room for other people. I flew too close, close to the sun. I get it, Dave. 
Uh, All right. I'll I'll shrink in scope just a little bit for the rest of the podcast. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. Uh, happy to do it, Dave. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, geez. What else? What else is I don't happening? Know. What are we? I guess what is we, this? All right. Let's jump into. Let's 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 get the producers. Let's do the yeah. producers. Let's thank the real um, heroes here. As people have learned, there's a brand new doc for this. It's alphabetized, and people are already gaining gaming the system. I like to that. which I will. Yeah, I will say, uh, yeah, uh, only so many people are going to be able to do this, uh, and then after a while, I'm going to have to start saying no. So, uh, big shout out to exclamation point the ghost <laughs> of Dave Thomas. <laughs> Love it! Exclamation point. Big shout out. Love that. B- big shout out. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank Woo! you very much. Wow. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Wow. Uh, thank you to Aaron Burser. Wow. Thank you to AJ. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. <laughs> How long has that been going on? Oh, very long. Okay, good. I, uh, once Great. again, I will not change your name unless you ask. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Asking Seven. Rest in peace. Michaela, you were the best of us. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Barry. Two math says Scott never died. And Scott jokes are lazy. Gen X nonsense. Pick it up. Pick it up, uh, pick it up, pick it up. Uh, yeah. Not wrong about that. Not wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, so as someone who likes Ska, I did tweet once as Ska our disco. And it isn't, <laughs> that isn't, I, it isn't a bad comparison. No, like, I love Ska. I love Ska. You do love um, Ska. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Dave once wrote an episode of Today's Topic, a show you oh, can yeah. still see on the YouTube somewhere, that started out with an entire non sequitur about Ska. That was yeah. just two people talking about how much they love ska, and it had nothing to do with the episode. But we loved it so much, we fucking kept it. So yeah, Dave usually, can have a usually ska that shit. usually that shit is the first thing that's cut from those. And <laughs> yeah. it was like I yep. remember the meeting where literally it was like, well, obviously we'll keep the ska thing, <laughs> uh, but if you can find other ways to cut it, anyway. Uh, yep, we uh, did that. A uh, big thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank well, you very much. Well, let me get in here, Dave. Uh, All right. Uh, thanks to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thanks to Brian, who Tom knows. It's true. I'm told. It, I'm told. I, I am yeah. also told that. Been told that the legend of it many times. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Thanks to Brockway. Loves the meat, Millie. Thank you. Thanks to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thanks to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thanks to Chiz Killy Tits. Ooh. Ooh. They're sort of playing dumb chicken with you now, right? Like that's that's yeah. what's happening here. I like it. Thanks to Cody <laughs> Johnson's time machine noise. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. I've never heard it, but I I envy Oh, you can imagine it. I envy their ears for having heard it. Mm. Thanks to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thanks to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, thank you. All yeah. right. Oh, here we go. All right. We're we're doing good. We're making good time. Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. Pick it up. Uh Ant Man. Yeah, bro. And the wasp. Yeah, bro. Quantumania. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So I, I was actually just talking to Cody about this, and I just want to say I I feel like Charlie Brown with the football yeah, because yep. they're the yep. last like three Marvel films have been like, and this one, something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And they've all been lies. And I look at this one and I'm like, well, surely something's going to happen in this one. It's Kang. Uh, it's, it, you know, like that's supposed to be the Thanos of the new. So it's like, well, OK, oh, mm, this I've time. That. I've heard that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be Kang. Yeah. I've heard that. Uh, I'm Permission to not talk about Marvel 
and just talk about this movie. Permission, permission for that, Dave? Can I have permission? Yeah. Okay. As a movie, independent of the Marvel franchise and the movement and the infrastructure that supports the American economy and all that shit. Honestly, I thought you're this, talking about like the actual plot. Yeah, and just the way the movie looks and the plot. I yeah. thought this movie looked kind of good from a trailer. Yes, yeah, I really does. thought it looked kind of good. I, I was like, man, like uh, the daughter stuff uh, actually seems like it's gonna matter. You know, like it's not just yeah. gonna be a, well, a cheap ploy. You know? Y- yeah, I think this is. Th- so Ant Man has always been like kind of like the secondary. It's always been like over there doing its own thing. And it's been like somewhat involved in the main stuff. And I think, and I'm sorry, I have to talk about Marvel as the reason. No, no, I think of it's because like everybody else's contracts are up. And now Ant Man is like the legacy character. Like, and so they're like, okay, well, finally we're going to do one that actually uh, brings them front and center and actually gives him something emotional to do. Because the first two Ant Mans are fun, but that's it. They're fun. Uh, and this one feels like they're actually going to like, I'm excited to see if Paul Rudd gets to do like a really serious performance, you know, I think, and I'm for I think that. he can. Uh, like, Me too. I, I believe in Paul Rudd. Honestly, I think he's a really talented actor. Yeah, um, I, I don't have I have no concept how that young woman could have started this movie in jail. <laughs> that seems uh, that, deeply right, baffling. So deeply baffling feel, to me. I know what that's going to be, and okay. I, I think this is a trope recently. Okay, like I've seen this in Moonfall. I saw it in Suicide Squad. Okay, is it's going to be the you, your daughter is doing petty crimes? Right, that's what's going on. Right, why and uh, why though? Dave? Because because she wasn't there when she grew up. That's essentially it. They're going to do a thing where it's going to be like, look at your daughter. She went to juvie. For like doing this and that, and it's to reflect on like Scott as like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm such a bad father. I missed her life because that's what this is about. Is that he, you know, he was gone for the snap, so she, his daughter went from being a little girl to an adult. Oh right, right yeah. Right, 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 I right. think that's how this is going to start, and that's what what he's saying. Where it's like, I can give you time. That's going to be the whole thing. Is I think. Uh, they're gonna get sucked into the quantum realm. He's gonna bribe him with time, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. he's gonna ultimately learn. Oh, what you're doing is actually evil. Right. I have to stop you no matter what. And he'll dangle his daughter over him the whole time. Um, can I be a real, real sack of shit right up top here, Dave? Yeah, 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 yeah. Real sack of shit. So, uh, after all these years of complaining about how Marvel movies like don't matter. You know what I mean? Like meaning, like you know, all like everything's reversible. The things don't matter. I'm yeah, a- the plots don't. Yeah, I'm annoyed that that decision about the snap they're making it matter. <laughs> like the movie, <laughs> the movie person I am is like I should be appreciating what they did here. That they're like using it to they're using a big moment to like spiral out into interesting stories. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm well, not interested in get- it. I'm like fuck Here's that. My- I don't want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's why. I personally I'm bothered not by that, but why it it's not why I'm like, whatever, man, it's because the way Marvel works. And I've said this a million times, so I'll make it short is that what a good sci-fi movie does is they introduce a sci-fi concept and then they stick to those rules for better or worse. What Marvel does is they introduce a sci-fi concept and they use it as a, a, a go around. Yep. To do whatever they want. Yep. And they don't stick to the rules. So the snap, for example, 
sometimes matters and sometimes doesn't. Right, right. It's the inconsistent. The best time. Yeah. yeah, some of the most interesting Marvel parts was like, probably my favorite moment in all of Marvel is that moment where in uh, Endgame where it says five years later and you see the world and they actually spend a little time on this like worldwide depression after the sa- snap. And that was amazing. This worldwide grief. And they actually talked about it and was like, this is a big deal. But then they, in the next film, like in the Spider-Man, they're just like, yeah, remember the snap? Anyway, like, you know, like they, they take it away when they need to. And it's the same with like how they treat the multiverse and everything. So I think, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but that's why it annoys me when they're like, ooh, the snap mattered. And it's like, hmm. Didn't always, doesn't always. Not always. Matters when you decide, yeah. Maybe that's why I'm annoyed. Maybe maybe that's a fig leaf uh, to excuse my hypocrisy as a movie <laughs> fan here. I, like, it's like, you know, I don't know. I guess it should always matter. I also should appreciate when Marvel decides things do matter. But I don't want to have to see all these movies and care about them. I just think it's beyond, beyond the yeah. scale of a real movie audience to have to keep track of all this shit, right? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, which is interesting because I, 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 I'm not going to say this is like a, a phenomenon. I'm not going to pretend like this is something the world has, but I definitely have Marvel fatigue. I have not watched or kept up with the shows. Uh, and so it's like, like the shows were asking too much. It's like the movies. It's like, okay, once every four months or so. Sure. I'll go see a movie. Sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the shows, I was like, no. And now even the movies, like I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, people listening know. I'm not sure if we're going to cover this on We Just Watched. Oh, man. I might I might see here, it. Huh? Well, we made a decision a while back where we were like, let's cover Marvel only when we feel like it. And not just Marvel, any popular, where it's like, I don't know, just because a movie is big and popular, like we know we should, but that sometimes, you know, like if I could go back and not cover Eternals, for example... Yeah. I would have. Yeah, if you and could, I felt if, like I had to, if, you know, at if, the time. Yeah, if Kang would give you the gift of time, exactly. you would use it to not watch Eternals. <laughs> that said, yeah. uh, multi, uh, the, the Doctor Strange Multiverse and this film are films that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm going to watch it, so I could talk about it if I like it, you know? But I've just found myself in a lot of cases feeling like I don't have anything really interesting to say about Marvel because I don't find them... Very interesting films. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think we've reached the threshold where it's too many things to keep track of for an average movie audience to be invested yeah. in anything other than the immediate like ride of it. That's all that we're really getting out of it. I would say right, and I would argue that's a terrible, terrible thing. It, because I agree. what that is saying, yeah, I yeah agree. what that is saying is. Okay, there's too many movies for you to care about the characters, the plot, the intricacies, but look at all these pretty colors. Right. Like that's what that's saying. Right. Is like look at all the fun CGI. You'll you'll go and see that, won't you? And that's the thing is that like that's the the problem with Marvel is that it used to be that they try to make their movies more standalone and now it's less so and and now it's like you're either a diehard fan or you're like a casual viewer, but how could you possibly be a casual viewer? Well, I think ultimately uh, because you want to see a movie, you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what it is. Is like, uh, and I think that they have correctly diagnosed that there are a lot of people who just want to see a movie, right? And it's going to be a lot of people who are like, 
eh, I didn't quite understand everything that was going on, but that part where the guy said the thing was funny, yeah. you know, and yeah, it's, yeah. and it's like, yeah. And I, it's, it, the thing with Marvel has always been that it's just like, I don't know how history is going to look back on this. I think, I don't think it's going to be good. I, I don't think people are going to be able to weed through all these Marvel films and find classic films uh, because they're all just weirdly interconnected. Uh, and it's like a TV show. I and think I don't we're know. I think we're forgetting how many serial westerns there were, or how many cop movies there were in the seventies. Or right. you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of periods of film where like they really drove a style or a substance or a set of ideas down the audience's throat. And guess what? We don't care about them anymore. Like we barely even remember them. Right. Exactly. You know? Like that's the thing is I always think about that, which is like this. I whenever I see all these endless endless sequels, I don't think like movies are getting worse because I recall that like you know we did like six Planet of the Apes uh, in the seventies and so on. Yeah, like there's did. always been that, but they don't tend to stand the test of time. We tend no, they don't. to forget them over time, and I just don't know. I, you know, like who's gonna fucking remember Thor two in fifty years? Oh, they won't. Like, there's no way. Yeah. We don't even remember Superman two. Yeah, and you know so it I mean? just makes me yeah, it just makes me bummed right now where I'm like, ah, you kind of just want money. I don't know. Yeah, but again, I I guess the reassuring thing is like, yeah, movies have always been like that though. Yeah, like for yeah, instance, it's not a degradation of like cinema. No, at least this. Yeah, not as much as it seems like when you're living in the present moment. For instance, Dave, just briefly want to drop this on you. My brother and I went to see a 1974 cop film in the theater. Okay, like recently, it was like a reshowing called Busting. Okay, Busting. It had (laughs) as the leads Elliot Gould and Robert Blake. (laughs) That was that was the Busting. They're busting, and it's just a cop movie, bro. Like it's not even. It's not even a big. It's not even great. It's like whatever. There's always been crap, and like it's. It really is also that like it's not crap at the time. It's what everybody's talking about. Yeah, and then and then later it's just like ah, we just forgot it. Yeah, yeah. This is for sure. Yeah. Um. That's it. Well, that's all I have to say about this. Oh, I just wanted to add one last thing. Uh, oh, I have yeah. I have more notes on this film than others, Dave. If it, I just want to reassure you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I have less notes as we go along. But I wanted to reassure you, uh, audience, I was just so thrilled, so thrilled to see Michelle Pfeiffer in a movie. I was like, yeah, man, I missed you. I love her so oh, much. Oh, yeah. You know? one, so I've I've said this before. This is part of why I don't want to cover Marvel films too much. Yeah. Is because I repeat myself so fucking often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're all kind of the same complaint every time. Yep. And I, I would say that's because the complaints are valid. But same with the compliments. One of the compliments I have for Marvel is that they have all the money and they use that to get as many good actors as they can. They're constantly just like, who can we get in this? I would say Marvel is fantastic if you're an actor. Mm-hmm. You do th- mm-hmm. you do you do five Marvel films, you make billions of dollars, you move on with your life and also like it really genuinely seems like the actors are enjoying the roles. Like the roles are interesting. Like to be Iron Man is that must have been a lot of fun. It's awesome. You know what I mean? And also like it does lead to a series of other cool movies that are not Marvel movies that all the Marvel actors want to make to prove they can act. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was this, yeah, there was this idea. I forget who said it was, it, it was some, it was like a Scorsese was saying there's no movie stars anymore because of Marvel. I do disagree with that. I think Marvel does do a good job of making movie stars. Yeah. Chris Evans. 
Yeah, exactly. Chris Evans is like he's all been, the Chris's. Yeah. yeah, all the Chris's. He's been awesome in so many movies. Um. Anyway, just you know, I, for I, sure. I don't need to. I don't need to quibble too much with Martin Scorsese. Uh, sure. Just nice. To I don't see know Michelle if it's Scorsese, Pfeiffer. but yeah. But we can. Yeah, blame. it's nice to see her. Yeah. We can um. Blame. All right. Well, let us move on to the next trailer. Oh boy, for, Dave. Uh, Lockwood <laughs> and Co. Oh boy, I'm only, Dave. Without looking it up, I'm guessing this is based off a young adult novel. Yes, just it had guessing. to be. Had to be. Just it's had about to be. ghost hunters. Except, get this, Adam. Holy they shit! They hunt Dave. the ghosts with swords. Dave. <laughs> I couldn't get this. I could not get my fucking mind around this. I was like, wait was a minute. Like, They're chopping the ghost with yeah. a sword. What's it happening? It was like, I'm imagining the pitch meeting of the guy coming in and being like, all right, so you know Ghostbusters and ghost hunting, but that, but what if it's that, but dumb? <laughs> and everybody like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, Because that's good. what it is. They're just chopping a ghost They're chopping and it's working. a ghost with a regular sword. Like, it doesn't light up. It's not a laser it's or anything. Not magic. It's just a fucking I'm sh- sword. I'm, I'm sure they'll explain why in the thing, but like I love the idea of the afterlife version of this of being the ghost and then just being like, did I just get stabbed yeah. and went to double ghost world? Yeah. Am I double dead now because I, I got stabbed? Am I just a thick mist? Like is, yeah. is that it? Like I just waved aside by a fucking sword? It's so dumb. So to add to this idea, Dave, one thing that really made me laugh like just deeply made me laugh was the idea that the people we're following are part of an up and coming ghost swordsman agency. Yeah. <laughs> like there's many this of is the them, whole thing. And this is the newest and trying to take over the business. <laughs> is this a movie? I no, I think it's a series. I think. Okay. I think there's yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, I, I yes, I, I believe, I do believe. And yeah, I, it's just all the young adult stuff. It's really it's, it's, bad, man. It's like R.I.P.D. where you watch it and you're like, this is just desperate and transparent. Oh, yeah. Oh, where it's yeah. like, we know exactly what you were trying to be here. Uh, and it, this is the same where they might, there's so many of these and they all might as well be called the next Harry Potter question mark. That's what they're like, trying to be. That's all they need to be. Yeah. That's what they're trying to be. Well, the, but they, I hate having to defend Harry Potter now for so many reasons. Harry Potter, at least, was a good idea. You know what I mean? Yes, this is well, this not is the a thing. good idea. I'm also like, you know, there's a obviously very problematic shit with Harry Potter. Right, right, right. But like, the thing is, is that I think that's actually the problem is that Harry Potter on its like, uh, like when you on first glance seems just dumb. And every cynical producer looks in there and they'll go, yeah, 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 I got it. I can make that. But you kind of have to think about what your story's going to be. And when you go back and look at the first Harry Potter, it's like, oh, they set it up from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And it's compelling. And it's a, it's a unique universe. And all of these just feel like pale imitations where they're all doing the gothic universe that Harry, like, first of all, starts in a completely different place. Don't have ghosts. Don't have magic. Like, if you want to make the next Harry Potter, it can't be anything like Harry Potter. That's the whole thing. Well, it, you like it, you have to remember, Harry Potter is the next Star Wars. That's what I was about that's, to say. That's the thing, you know, like, and it's it, nothing exactly. like Star Wars. It's it, it, Exactly. You know? Uh, yeah. And you could argue Marvel is the next Harry Potter if you wanted to. You could. Like, it, that's what it is. It's a completely different thing and focus on story. And... Uh, I don't know. Maybe this does that. Maybe we'll be talking. Well, maybe in you know ten years we'll be like, I'm so sick of hearing about Lockwood and Co. No, uh, no, no, Dave. T- we won't. 
to I'm re- guessing this will won't. be canceled after a season. Yeah. Because it's also Netflix. So, you know. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, yeah. One, we, one way I know for sure already is the hokey effects. Like, they don't believe yeah. enough in this to make it feel legit. You know? I don't mind the the look, but yes, it's but it's hokey. The effects are bad. It's hokey, you know. Like, uh, and I think that does tell you the tone they think it is. They think this is like in the CW zone. Yeah, you know, and like that's fine. There's nothing wrong with making a thing like that, but that's not yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter was cutting edge. I yeah, you know? and I I just think Netflix now they're they they greenlight these things, and it's almost like they know they're gonna cancel them. Well, after they know there's season. There's no way to lose because canceling them gets them a tax write-off yeah it's the thing where it's like because of the way streaming works now they're like this either has to get all the views in the world or we cancel it like that's that we just make it's like it's like betting big every time where they're just like or or rather it's small bets every time it's like it's like i'm gonna put two dollars on the longest odds like horse and either the horse wins and i get all this money or it doesn't and I didn't put that much money into it. Like that's what it feels like. Is they're just uh, uh, they don't they don't care. <laughs> I don't know. This man. Is, this doesn't feel like a passion project. Uh, I'm sure whoever created it in general, for sure, uh, is you know uh, loves it and good for them. And I bet it's not as silly as it seems to me. Uh, but I don't. That's nothing the thing about is the execution of it tells me this is exciting. Right. It's it feels like it's cynically made. Um, and that's it's not really every time I run into one of these, I say the same thing where it's like it's not their fault. It's just they're one in a million now. And so it's just like I think of Umbrella Society or what was that what it was called? Um, uh, no no that, idea, Dave. No idea. That that's the one with Elliot Page. And like um, that's the only actor I can remember from it. Oh, OK, um, that that that's actually good. I like that show. Um, but when it, the trailers first came out, it looked like one of these. So, like, you never quite know. You know what I mean? I'm hearing Wednesday is a successful version of one oh, of Oh, yeah, these. that's a banger. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I know, like, for instance, you might be surprised to hear this, a lot of my film students really like it. Yeah, no, everybody so. from my uh, nine-year-old niece to, like, adults in my life are like, have you watched Wednesday yet? And I'm like, no. Why would I, I watch that? But, okay, yeah, yeah I guess I... So, I only have two more comments about this trailer, Dave. Uh, Go on. One is, I want to say this is like the second or third time that I've heard the Clash trailerified. Oh yeah, we love trailerifying the Clash. And I, I, I guess all I want to say is, uh, I know I'm a hundred years old, but I guess I always believed that we all, as humans, believed in the sacred <laughs> on some level. And uh, this this phenomenon of trailerifying these bands <laughs> tells me no, we don't. <laughs> We are, well, yeah. we are monsters. I, I as hate like it. a as like an insufferable punk guy. I hate like it. I got I got mad when what's her name covered straight to hell. Sure. And then everybody loved that version because they just liked that song because of the guitar riff that was in Straight to Hell. And then I'd put on Straight to Hell and people would get bumped. They'd be like, Oh, I love this song, and then they realized it's not that song. I I, I don't know, man. I, I there's a there's a weird thing with punk in my opinion where it's like uh, it gets like kind of taken and reused, right? They in don't more mainstream. Res- they don't respect it. Yeah, you know, like they don't. Th- they don't feel like, like it's the same. Like the same. Like, uh, 
mechanism that they're reacting to is not even not only not offended by that, but they're like, oh, I could use that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, anyway, uh, I, don't, I don't need to, like, you know, put on my cred hat here. I just, it's like, not the clash. Like, for yeah, this, exactly. for this, like, for, well, for cutting Whenever ghosts, I think of stuff like this, whenever I think of that, I'm also thinking, like, yeah, it's, I, I like that they're getting paid. You know, they got I paid. Guess, That's cool. I guess. I guess, yeah. man. But they're cutting you ghosts. Know that they're the... cutting ghosts of swords, Dave. They're, I know, They're I cutting know. them up like sushi. It's so stupid, Dave. It's very stupid. I but for it. every clash... There's there's a you know there's a dropkick Murphys in the Departed where it's like right, yeah right, 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 cool right. that's right, cool right, right but that fit that's like oh yeah, yeah. I understand it's like uh, the one time Led Zeppelin said yes to School of Rock it's like yeah yeah that's the right movie to say yes to for Led Zeppelin it's fun and it's like a good idea sure. like I don't mind that they use cool stuff like yeah. I, don't, I don't mind the clashes in a movie I mind it for this anyway right whatever I'm a hundred I get it. So I'm gonna nah, I'm gonna stop being a hipster. I get weird like that's like whenever a band in a movie does a song and it's just a cover of a song, um, right? Because they they don't want to write a song. Right. I, the one that always weirds me out is uh, 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 Airheads. That song degenerated. <laughs> yeah. That's a Reagan. That's yeah. a Reagan Youth song, yeah. which is a, like a drastically different band, and it's so weird that they did that. Yeah. It was like what a weird song for yeah. them to use. I feel like um, we, I feel like we have we agreed as a society that like there's a segment of bands who exist to do this thing to be like trailer music and like you know corporate. Right. They're all Smash Mouth. They're all every yeah. one of them is Smash Mouth. Just only put- Smash Mouth and trailers. <laughs> yeah, from here on. That's it. And you know what? Just the one song. Yeah, please. You know the one. <laughs> hey now, you know yeah. it. Hey now. Um, all right. The, you know what trailer could have used the that song Ooh, boy. is our next trailer Foo for boy. sharper okay do you, sharper do you like it do you like this movie idea uh, is it a movie it's, a movie. it's it, yeah it's, it's a, movie. a i wrote into this it's like if they took succession and they made it a little sexier i saw little that games of thronesy i saw that uh sexier more dangerous i love sexy thrillers and Me this looks sexy yep. that said John Lithgow is not a sexy thriller type of guy. Not the most. But not the most. Yeah. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that he's there. Yeah, this is I think this is actually kind of a crowd pleaser, even though Lithgow is a weird cast there. Like he's a great yeah. he's a great actor. I love him. Uh but like, yeah, he, he doesn't feel like the patriarch of a of a sexy thriller type story. And then is that Sebastian Stan? Is that uh I, I believe it's the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then Julianne Moore. Love who, her. My only Love my her. only gripe with Julianne Moore lately is I feel like we we should get a few more Oscar movies out of her. We will. Like she's yeah, we will. I'm sure we will. You're yeah. right. Yeah, she's she I think she has achieved Kate Blanchett status, which is to say she can kind of do what she wants. She can go away for a while and come back and do whatever she right. wants, and we're all gonna be like, fuck yeah, dude. She's great. Yeah. That's true. She's a great actor. Um, I love that there's a bit of a da- dangerous liaisons vibe to this. Right. You so know? for people, by the way, I, we haven't explained any of the trailers. Oh, yeah. Lockwood & Co. <laughs> we explained as much as we needed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the first time where I'm like, oh, probably should explain this. Yeah, It's yeah, like yeah. a sexy throw where John Lithgow plays like a billionaire. I think he's stupid Julianne Moore. And then like her son is like a scam artist. Yes. And then there's other scam artists, and I think they're all, it's like the battle of the scam artists. It seems like maybe John Lithgow's actual son is uh, being, is the mark that Julianne Moore's son, who may not be John Lithgow's son, at that part's not clear, 
uh, yeah. is trying to, with the help of a of a young woman, dupe him, John Lithgow's real son, out of his inheritance. That's what it looks yeah. like. You think she's stupid fake son? Is that the idea? Uh, I Everybody's stupid everybody. I didn't think anything was out of bounds here. I thought everything was possible. I could just see a scene everything. where she's like, that's my son. Yeah. And then we still think it's a son. And then they start stupid and we... They reveal no, they're they're just lovers yep. that are doing a scam together. I don't know. It's this is also one of those trailers where, and this is a good thing. It doesn't really reveal exactly everything. It's just vibes. It's a, it's a little so, unclear. Yeah, it's a little unclear. yeah, yeah. I would say there's a non-zero chance that John Lithgow is, uh, like. 4D chessing this and is sleeping with several people in the scheme. Be amazing if you he's know? banging every yeah. single banging other character. Banging all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and the ending is just like, wait, did anybody scam him out of his money? Nah. No. Did, did you? No. Oh. Is he? And he's just he walks into the sunset having banged them all. Yeah. Yep. It's just a little sex play that's being put on for his entertainment. Yep. That's all it <laughs> is. That's all it is. Yeah, uh, the title sharper. This is why it's a sexy thriller. Yeah, is you just know that title is meaningless. I mean, you just yeah. know. Yeah, it's yeah. like perfect strangers, or like, or like, uh, uh, fucking, uh, shit. Basic instinct. Any that's of those where title. it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a bad yeah. title, right? It really where does feel like it's a tone, a word fracture. with a tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a word with a tone. Right, yep. like you know, they were cutting into the sex, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. That's the whole idea. So yeah, I'm pretty fucking excited. I'm about into this. it. I'm glad that, like, I, hey man, I think erotic thrillers are legitimately underrated. Yeah, here's like, my only fear. Okay, ready. I'm so ready. It's Dave. an A24 film, and I'm scared that it's gonna be too like too good and not be an erotic thriller. Like, like that's a funny fear. Enough? Yeah, I'm scared that it, it's actually gonna be a good movie, and I'm like, I don't, I actually don't want a good movie out of this. I just want. A thriller, an erotic thriller. Well, like wait that's a minute, it. wait a minute. A lot of those erotic thrillers were legitimately good movies. Oh no, but you know what I mean. Where A twenty four tends to do like artsy movies. That's what I mean. I see. I'm scared it's going to be too artsy. I see, and it's not. It's not nine and a half weeks enough for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I just want Ben Affleck getting a hand job. Right, right. And of course, like, and killing himbos. Right. You know, of course. Yeah, you don't want, you know, you don't want actual fatal attraction. You yeah. want you want you want sexy murder lady <laughs> like exactly. spin off me. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, uh I'm fine with any, either result. I think both of those are good. Oh yeah, it's win win. Yeah. Um we we won right. today. We won today, Dave. We we absolutely won. Yeah, we did. Uh next trailer is for Polite Society. Okay. This is uh, Here we go. Here we go. This is uh good god. I'm not sure. It's it looks like it's out of India. Yes, um, I think that's or, right. But they, I think they have British accents. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. Um, but uh, it it's a martial arts. This this young girl wants to be a stunt woman, right? I I, yep. I actually had trouble following this plot because I was so enamored with the visuals. They didn't dish um, all the plot out. I think. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, like the basic pieces that we all are supposed to know is the protagonist of the story wants to be a stunt woman. Her sister helps her do it. As she's doing it, her sister gets involved with like some guy who she, who protagonist doesn't trust because he comes from a rich, potentially manipulative family. And then she ends up getting a ragtag group of people together to expose how shitty that family is. Yeah. Via, via Kung Fu mostly. Yeah. And that thrills me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. I, it's very fun. 
Yeah, I made a note in here. Uh, we've talked about before that martial arts and dancing, like a lot of martial artists start as dancers. And the this reminded me of that link because they're they're doing the 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 stuff they're they're fighting in these beautiful fucking dresses and it's yep. the kind of dresses you'd normally see in dance numbers uh like in bollywood films and stuff and you realize watching it because they're dresses that are designed to move you know and so seeing seeing a lady like do a fucking flip kick in one of these dresses you're like fuck that's like fireworks uh why haven't we done this more well, the, it's the answer so is, obvious. The answer is it's been happening, but those movies haven't quite breached like these ones are. Yeah, and um, we've had this like uh, I would argue, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah, had a Great had movie. a flowiness to the martial arts yeah. and the visuals. <laughs> like I, I get, like I'm not even talking about dresses necessarily. It, uh, like they do have like robes and shit in martial arts films for sure, but it's just like oh, these like silky lighter outfits and the colors scenes are so fucking good yeah the colors i think this stuff's been around uh but i think for sure i think that we're all as movie audiences ready for it because we this is a a tone and maybe a culture we don't know that well right you know so we're just excited about it dave i got a question for you you ready yeah. now i just want to tell you this movie looks fun and has a great tone but how amazing would this movie be if the protagonist was just straight up wrong, <laughs> like, straight up wrong, like they're like, no, nah, they're a fine family. She's just wrong. <laughs> oh, that would be, that, would be and that might, that, that could still be like a reveal. That would be that so would be good. Like, yeah, I they're wanna... just terrorizing a family. Yeah. Like we don't have that movie somehow. And it's very funny. Right. Yeah. Like we need that. That would be very funny. We need it. Uh, that's a good idea. Yep. We need that. Um, Producers I don't want to name. I'm not going to name any specific films because I don't want to spoil it, but there are a few films, uh, specifically one that comes to mind, that is all one big setup and punchline. And I think if it if you have something to say in that journey, it works really well. Oh, yeah. But like, Absolutely. It, it's you have to make sure you have that journey, you know? I mean, I think, uh, I think ultimately a lot of the movies that have these sort of like, is it really happening, isn't it, always default to it is because they want the punchline effect. You know what right, I mean? but you can, yeah, you can create a version where you're just you, wrong. It isn't really happening. Yeah, yeah. You're just wrong. Yeah, you're just wrong. Uh, you just have to be able, you you know, set it up before that, right? Um, because that would be a real zag at this point. We've seen so yeah. many movies, and like, by the way, it's a real thing. So I'm not saying movies shouldn't do it anymore, but we've seen a lot of movies where the rich family, of course, they're doing something evil. You know what I mean? Like now, now it's like we've been doing that for thirty right. years. You know, uh, so like. A zag yeah, might really does. work. It might yeah, work. Yeah, every now and then people will do, yeah, will subvert that idea, but it's not nearly as often for sure. It's very rare. Anyway, yeah. it just really hit me hard how funny that would be. That would be good. Anyway. Um, well, next trailer is for Marlo. Oh, boy. Starring, starring Cole Meany, baby. <laughs> no, he's in one shot. <laughs> he's in two shots. Thank you very much. He has a line in the trailer. Yeah. Cole Colmini. It was very Colmini in Marlowe. I was thrilled for you. It was legitimately thrilled Thank for you. you. Uh thrilled for you. Does this look good to you? I you know what? So first of all, no. Oh. Uh oh. I, I actually so I think no it's not that it doesn't look good. It it okay. This is it's complicated. It's complicated. Okay. So this is a Liam Neeson uh Philip Marlowe yep. uh, story. Yep. This to me felt inevitable. 
because we are on mysteries right now and we're doing you know the orient express we're doing knives out so it's like why not do a a noir you know classic noir um mysteries that makes sense um I, I don't know if Jack Nicholson still has it in him. I, I want to no, see no. a. No, he's uh, too old now. I want to see a third edition to Chinatown. Chinatown three. Oh my god. I, yeah, I I think they should have made a third uh, Chinatown. They yeah. made the two Jakes and then nothing. But they could have put uh, Gettys, but like instead of the E, it's three Gettys. Yes. You know. And I'm gonna absolutely watch this because I'll watch every um, mystery. My thing is that I've noticed that noir as a modern genre tends to fall flat for me very few noir uh like modern again modern where we're out of the black and white era um and in fact the the noirs that do work for me are more in the 90s um like like what like 2000s noir feels like it's like this weird perversion it's like lucky number 11 and stuff like that um like what uh the uh the the singing detective series mm-hmm. the bbc one mm-hmm. not the mel gibson one mm-hmm. um i would say dead man don't wear plaid uh is la confidential that's absolutely. the 90s that's right an, absolutely a noir film yeah yeah because noir 90s is its own look and that's what i'm getting at is that like noir can actually like change it doesn't have to take place in the 50s right and i think there's a problem with uh, the obsession with making it take place in the 50s and not saying like let's make modern noir the problem is that like as i said the 2000s modern noir was uh, kind of like eh, i didn't like it the um as much uh, but I, right now i, I want to clarify something really quick when you say modern noir what you mean is a contemporary noir that takes place in the present day is that what you mean? yes sorry yes okay i'm just clarifying because I, I super disagree with this i just want to make sure that i'm i understand oh, okay. you correctly well, and also noir as a genre, you might list off some movies that I'll go, oh, right. You know what? Those were really good. Exactly. Like a lot of the great noir films that uh, that matter still are you wouldn't think of them as noirs because they're just good mystery movies and they're not doing the, the schlocky callback to noir like this movie is. Right. And this is that's the thing is I'm looking at this and I'm like, I, I don't know. I just don't know about this anymore. I, I think like there's a few like Marlowe as a character. It's kind of like going back and reading the old Sherlock Holmes where you're like, these are good, but I know everything that's going to happen because I am living today. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, let me give you a list of some neo-noirs to, so everybody understands why I love this genre. Right. Because uh, I love this genre. Um, yeah. So Memento is a neo-noir. That's true. Uh, That's a good one. Sexy Beast is a neo noir. Oh, Sexy Beast. Training Day. I, I never think of Sexy Beast I know, as a noir. But it is. Training Day is a noir. Yeah, okay. Um, old, That's fair. Old Boy is a noir. Old Boy is definitely a noir. Collateral from 2000. Collateral. That's a great yep. noir film. Um, and the list Brick, obviously. Brick is obviously yep. a noir. Um, this is a little bit older, but uh, Big Lebowski is a noir film. Yeah, so I stand corrected. For sure. Yeah, I only say this because I think I think it's... But I guess what I'm saying is it is often when it's like it doesn't feel like it's trying to be a noir anymore. It's not trying to do a period piece as noir. That's That's the ingredient that troubles me about this is this movie seems to be very excited about we're doing a 40s noir film. 
And I would say none of the great noir films cared about that, except for maybe LA Confidential. The rest right. of them took place in the 40s because that was when they happened. Or in the case of Chinatown, it was a period piece because that's the source material, but it wasn't about look how great of a period piece. It was just a good story. Yeah, you there know? is a room for this. My Actually, I have a friend who's wrote a noir script that's gotten a lot of praise. I'm not going to discuss it here just because I you know, haven't asked him if I could. Um, and uh, there, I think there's room for this, too, because like Murder on the Orient Express, we're definitely doing that, you know, the old era. Um, this, like, it just feels like it's got like a sepia filter on it. It feels like it was made more in the 2000s, and it just it, it it's just I, I i don't know i'm it's given me doubts uh, like and i can't even put my finger on exactly why i completely understand i think it, it that it is more obsessed with doing the hollywood historical period piece epic than it is about doing a noir story like the, tra- right. the also, trailer leans nice guys on that. would you say nice guys is noir yes i would yeah, I would also say one. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a noir oh, film. Oh, yeah, of course. John Wick. Trying to be. John Wick is a noir <laughs> film. Mm, I'm is, not going to agree with you on that. It is, baby. It is. Drive. Yeah. Drive is a noir film. Drive, yeah. Sin yeah. City is a noir film. Uh, Mulholland Drive. You know, Nocturnal yeah. Animals. And on and on we go. So the point is, like, there's a lot of noir films, but very few of them are also period pieces. That's my So concern. this is, all right, I'm going to give this one thing that I'm like, ooh. This is from the director of Interview with a Vampire. That's weird. Do with that. It it is. That was actually his first movie. Uh, that's Vampire Noir. That's a weird ass uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. They they've since made some stuff that's like yeah these aren't these aren't bad. Um, and so uh, I don't know. The point being that like I still have what it is is that it's it's got that like yellow piss tint, and it feels like it's a little cartoony in the amount where it's like the the font is even the noir font and that's what it is it's just like it's really trying to be a very specific noir and uh, i don't know man those are those tend to not achieve the thing that makes noir so good yeah that's what it is what makes noir good is that at the root of it something very very dark and human is being explored and we're slowly inching up to it Best example yeah. of that for an average film audience is the movie Seven. Seven is a fantastic yeah. noir film. It's also a detective film. It fits all the tropes. At right. the core is a very dark secret about not only what motivates this killer, but also how latent it is in all of us. That's the point. And it totally right. works. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, again, it's not to say this won't work. It's just that. It is what you say is whenever a movie looks this like leaning into it, it's a red flag. I agree. That's all. Yeah, it's. I, but yeah. I. But it, again, I think it's the period piece thing. Yeah, I really do. Fargo is a noir, by the way. Oh yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, I mean, again, I this is the right time to make a Marlowe film, though, for sure. I I have no problem with what they're trying to do. Um, I just am worried that uh, that we're going to get really wrapped up in doing the period. And uh, we and we don't have time for like the darkness and the lurid, you know. Right. That's the thing that makes noir cool. And if you don't do that, you didn't fucking do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. My, did you see No Sudden Moves? Came out like a year or two ago. No. Okay, that's a noir film that was made by Soderbergh, and it's very like, I don't know how they he filmed it in a way that's like very natural light, and it was uh, it was a little bit sort of like under the radar. I thought it was really good. 
I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, you should check that out. Yeah. I like movies. Yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah, Who doesn't exactly. like them? Who doesn't like Who doesn't movies? like them? What asshole wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one more thing is that this is weird. I don't want to discourage Liam Neeson from doing creative films because <laughs> no, right yeah, now sure. he's been he's kind of been on autopilot and this feels like him kind of peeking peeking his head out and being like uh maybe i don't have to just do these mindless action films so like for that reason i think that's actually part of it the part of the red flag is that liam neeson has been doing these action films that are kind of middle of the road and then in this movie there's like in this trailer there's a brief action scene and i'm like is this just an action vehicle is this just something he doesn't have to think about um i hope not it's, you know he's a he's a strange choice for marlo the character because uh liam neeson is is a pretty earnest character a lot of times like he's he he has levels of subterfuge of course he does he's a complicated right. actor but he often plays characters that are fairly direct and fairly accessible like emotionally accessible a noir detective is is the exact opposite of that in every which right. way like a noir detective is like he is also an onion, right? Like this guy, this character was played really well by Humphrey Bogart in the forties. And part of what makes Humphrey Bogart so great is that he's a, he's like fucking hard to get into. Right. You know, he's a, he's a brick wall. You can't move. You can't yeah. get past him. I do see why Liam could be the person to do that. Though. Me too. Cause he does have the, he does have that hard ass uh, reputation as well. So, but the question yeah. is, is he but a you're liar? Right. He is more emotionally available. Yeah. Like as a, like he pl- he does play roles that are more vulnerable than you realize. I I've noticed that about him. Yeah, he's a very yeah. He a lot of his parts are very on the sleeve. Like you know the emotions yeah. are there. Again, Jake Geddes from Chinatown is one of the best we've ever seen of this kind of character, and he's mm-hmm. he's slimy. He's super slimy. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it? Do- yeah, you're right. Liam Neeson feels like a Boy Scout. Yes, that's he the just problem. Get- and yes. here's the weird thing: is like I don't. That's not fair to him. It's just a vibe he gives me where it's like they might make him to be slimy in this. It might it's be just, amazing. It might be yeah. amazing. It's like, it, like for instance, nobody would have said Denzel would be an amazing corrupt cop until they saw Training Day. Right. And it was exactly. like, well, shit, you know, like, so I'm all for giving him a shot. I just. Yeah. Hope- and I'm all for Liam Neeson doing something that isn't just another action film. Right yeah. Now. So I just you know. hope that at the end of the day, they they understand what Marlo's supposed to be. Right. You know? And we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Speaking of speaking of people doing things out of their comfort zone, okay. This is uh, <laughs> the the uh, trailer for Shrinking. So Shrinking, I was hoping it was about someone who's like slowly shrinking. That would be. I was so like, good. oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a play off of Shrink. It's uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jason. Seagal? I had it a second Seagal? ago. Jason Siegel. Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah, he plays a shrink who is in himself depressed and then he decides to shake things up and start like being more aggressive um the on- there's only one hook for me in this and that is the presence of Harrison Ford who has now been doing TV more i noticed dave yes this is not a premise that's how i feel about it this is not a premise this is uh barely a character it do, like I don't understand why this is a show based on what they're selling me. Right, it's just you I'm know? a shrink and now I'm having emotional problems. I'm a shrink with emotional problems. And then problems. I'm going to do my job slightly different. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all there. Yes, for sure. 
Um, my only hope is maybe it's like a six feet under situation where there's more to it and they just don't have, you know, they can't sell it. For me, it's li- again, literally the hook is Harrison Ford playing a therapist, which I'm going to go ahead and say that's the funniest thing Harrison it's Ford funny. could ever play. It's funny. Uh, There's literally it's that is the farthest from Harrison for it's like if he played a good pilot in a movie like it's as far from what I think of Harrison Ford as a therapist. I'm pretty sure so uh, this is a this is a Bill Lawrence joint, which is to say that uh, Bill Lawrence is the creator of Scrubs and yeah. uh, and uh, Cougar Town and Ted Lasso, I believe. Right. And look at Scrubs. It was just yeah. they're doctors. Well, <laughs> and, and they're, you know they're just a doctor show. Let me tell you, if it's Scrubs again, if he manages to create right. a show with that kind of uh, creativity and fun, then I'll look like a real dick. And oh yeah, and I'm happy. I, I hope that happens. I want all things to be good. You know, sure. Uh, this just I and I like Jason Segel a lot. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't see this yet. It seems like a reputation sell to me. Yeah, again, for me, it's just Harrison Ford. It's the presence of Harrison Ford. And I feel like there's always that. A lot of these comedy shows now have like one legacy actor, like one person where it's like, how did they get them? And then everybody else is comedians. Well, and uh, I don't know. I got an answer to that, Dave. Uh, And I don't think you're going to like it. And I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not doing this to hurt you. Uh, Okay. The answer is Harrison Ford's not that good of an actor anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, so what I here's my view on Harrison Ford. Okay. Harrison Ford only enjoys being one thing, and that thing is Indiana Jones. He's literally never enjoyed being anything else. I mean, and, I, that's a funny that's a funny fan theory, but I honestly he's well, just Well, I know not... for a fact he doesn't like he didn't like being Han Solo. He didn't give a shit about that role. <laughs> um yeah. I think yes, yeah, some roles came and went. You know, he's been in a lot of iconic things. Um, but I do think Harrison Ford has always kind of phoned it in a little bit and i love him for it what and about the fugitive dave do you think he liked being dr kimball because i think he did richard kimball i think I he think, did i think he might have oh yeah yeah, yeah dude like he put some path but i think I for the most part wife. i think it's not it's not indiana jones i mean nothing is indiana jones exactly as we'll see soon in a couple trailers uh, even the indiana jones ripoffs aren't indiana jones you that's know what true. i mean yeah, uh, like I get it. That's an uh, that's an iconic role. There's a lot that's fun for him there, in that role. And if that's true, I, okay. I guess what I've what I like I keep saying him playing a shrink. I don't. I just don't buy it. No. Oh, you know what he you know what he killed it in. Uh, what lies beneath? Uh, a movie I will continue to never spoil. Um, he's been good I in thought, so many movies. He's been good in so many. Things. Yeah. But what I, I what I was getting at is what he's not good at, or what I've never seen him good at, is dialogue based witty comedy yeah it's he's weird not call. a he's not a sorkin yeah actor he's not a office he's not a zip zapping judd abitow improv back and forth and that's what's funny about this is it's like jason siegel on the other hand i think of and harrison ford it's like how is he going to be funny just talking <laughs> he's funny when you hit him in the face with like a swinging mirror <laughs> or like put him in some sort of misadventure yeah like that's when he's funny is when he's making a funny face and you hurt him yeah He's a Three Stooges. He's a Bruce Campbell. Like, that's what he is. Uh, in this, where he has to be like, I'm a therapist, and I'm going to say these biting comedic remarks. I'm like, I don't buy it, Harrison. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you in everything. And I will watch this, at least an episode, just to see you in it. Uh, but it is so outside of what I 
think of him for. 1995's uh, Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, I would have accepted that Harrison Ford as the counterpart in this story. I would have accepted it. It wouldn't have been a problem. I really just think he's like a little old for what this is. And I mean, he's always he's he's a grumble puss. He's always yeah, been a grumble yeah. puss. But like sometimes, so sometimes we get a little locked into an idea of an actor, and then they'll come out with something like analyze that, right? A- or analyze this. I think it was called analyze this. Is that movie? Well, it was both. They were both called. Right, that. right. There were two. <laughs> right. One was analyze this, and one was analyze that. Thank you so and much. They, Dave. And they lit up our world they very did. briefly, and then we forgot about. They them. did. So again, people forget this. Nobody thought De Niro could do a comedy until right. that movie. You know, and like, like he nailed it and it was like, oh shit, but he's really funny. The, see, that's the way you, you're right. Because the way you nail it is you have a little squirrely guy teamed up. You have a Ben Stiller and they you have, have a Billy here. Crystal. They have that. They, you're right. They do. But he doesn't seem, they're not, it doesn't seem like they're playing off his grumble puss. No. His grumble pussness, his no. grumble pussy. Like he's not. <laughs> yeah, we he, need a grumble what, pussy. That's what needs. He yeah. needs to be. I thought when I first saw like the teaser and his face popped up, I thought he was going to be like an old, like a uh, uh, reluctant patient, Me like too. that idea yes, of like, I don't want to open up. Yeah. That's where you use Harrison Ford. But in this, he's like, I'm your therapist and I'm going to tell you about your life. And it's like, I don't, it's weird. It's a weird use of Harrison Ford. I also got the feeling like maybe they were related you know what yeah, I mean? Maybe. Like that so that might that might make it a little more fun if he's the dad of Jason Siegel. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I I don't know. I I think I don't know. This is literally just do you like the names in the marquee? I guess give it a shot. Uh Yeah, for sure. But I it, it it does not it did not in this trailer and I say this with all respect to the many great creators behind it, it did not earn your eyeballs from this trailer, I would say. Yeah. You know, like you know what, it uh, didn't. Yeah. You know what should have Harrison Ford in it? Everything else? History of the World Part 2. <laughs> he could be in it. I could see it. Yeah. This is the Hulu. It's written and directed by Mel Brooks. Sure. Old ass Mel Brooks. He's like I 90. love it. He's like 90 something. Yeah. yeah. But he's got pep uh, in he's this trailer. They, yeah. they like do a proof of life at the beginning of this trailer where he's like, hey, I'm Mel Brooks. I wrote and directed this. And uh, it was great seeing him. And uh, I'm super excited for this. I, I, That's you asked me. Yeah, yeah. You asked me at the outset, are there any trailers I don't have anything to say about? This is the one, and I'll tell you why. It, it, like, you read it, you watch it, and you're like, Mel Brooks still has it. We'll see yep, it. Yeah, exactly. No notes. Yeah. And uh, it feels fresh. The, this yeah. trailer feels it's fresh. A, yep. And it has pretty much every person in it because it's Mel fucking Brooks. Yeah. And if Mel Brooks calls Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville gets on the next plane to wherever Mel Brooks is like that's that's just how it goes he has everybody he needs in this and uh one of my ancestors is represented Alexander Graham Bell oh so that's nice. cool and uh nice. it, it just it just looks like Mel Brooks in a good way in a great way and I'm so fucking excited wait yeah. so wait a minute are you claiming to be directly related to Alexander Graham Bell he's a great 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 uncle I okay. believe you... I had a family member do one of the one of them family tree things yeah with the swabs the cotton swabs i i think it was before that i okay. think it was more of like uh going through libraries and shit oh like it was deep like the archives were consulted i, I yeah. it was the kind that you do before they could just take your blood sure and when they can't just take your blood and tell you who your ancestors are anyway i don't right. think not unless they have 
it's like a PBS like, your roots. It's yeah. a PBS your roots situation. Well, have you ever? Yeah, had, I'm a descendant. You ever called up any phone companies and be like, "Give me some money"? Have <laughs> you ever tried that? That's literally the premise of an ad from like the '90s. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and no. That's how fresh my takes are. <laughs> <laughs> By the, did you ever? No, see... it just it reminds me. I always think of that ad because they're like. It's about, it's like an ad, for, I don't even remember what it's for, of someone who's like, I am the descendant of the guy who invented the telephone after Graham Bell, and I didn't get anything. And I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't get anything. So I don't know. Yeah, where's, the, where's all that phone complaining money? About. I should, I yeah, should where's to, all that phone money? I should have to pay you a penny every time I make a phone call. Exactly. Get Thank rid, you. You want to get rid of cell phones? Thank you. That's how you do it. Everybody's got to pay Dave. I'm not doing that. Fuck yeah. that. One, just a penny. It's just a penny, It's just bro. a penny. Every time? Exhausting. Yeah. God, I have to watch you like bag them up and count them. Fuck that, bro. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I get one of them money machines, the change counters. Oh, God. Then you have a, you'd have a green fucking visor. You and yeah, Hunter would both have green visors, like real dicks. Yeah, we would. Then your cats would have their cats. Like you get little, cats for little, your cats. Yeah, yeah. And they'd all have green visors of as course, well. Yeah, of course they would. That'd be the family outfit. I'd hate it. Yeah. I hate everything but about yeah, it. But yeah, this um, uh, MVP, I'd say, the actor that I'm like, of course he's in a Mel Brooks movie and he's going to be great. Uh, is Kroll Nick Kroll yeah, 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 in this? Of course, right. I'm like, fuck. He's born for yes, this. He, yeah. yeah, he was born for this. Right, and and it's just like I'm so excited. Um, uh, as always with Mel Brooks, an extremely diverse cast as well. Um, seeing fucking Wanda Sykes as um Harriet Tubman. That was good. Just like that was of great. Of course, that was great. I love Wanda so Sykes. Fucking good. I'm so excited. I really like that Mel Brooks is kind of now in the Larry David fold. Uh, like yeah. in that, like they have, like they have a similar group of people that they're really interested in, because right. Mel, like my favorite thing Mel Brooks ever did that wasn't his stuff, is uh, he was on that season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that ended up being the producers. Did you ever see that? Oh no, I never did. Holy That's great. shit, man! Holy I shit! I see that. The Bre- Curb, I'm so behind, and it's one day I'm gonna sit down and watch because I love Curb's amazing. That show when I watched it, yeah. Curb's amazing. Just brief, like for a pitch for everybody. There's a season where Larry David is cast alongside David Schwimmer in a redoing of the producers. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like, it's just what happens because of that, and it's real good. <laughs> that's all I'll say. It's real good. Oh, that's amazing. You need to check it out, everybody. You need to. Love. Yep. I loved it. Um, all right. Well, we could talk about Mel Brooks all day, yeah. but I want to talk about the quest for Tom Sawyer's okay. gold. Dave, I'm going Listen, first. Adam, I'm going every first. Every once in a while. Okay. I got to go first. Okay. Dave, I, yeah. this was the worst trailer I've seen <laughs> in a very, very long time. Here's Did you notice why. it only has like 8,000 views? <laughs> of course. Here's why. This is the most cynical trailer I've ever seen. Like, uh-huh. like so... First, it's it just it doesn't believe in itself at all. They had a fucking narrator reading off plot points, and I was like, "Why isn't the narrator just?" And it's like a bad narrator, yeah, really bad. And it was like, "Why isn't the fucking narrator just explaining screenplay structure to us?" And then there'll be a second act, and then there'll be a midpoint. (laughs) I I included this because every now and then I run into a trailer that only has like a handful of views, yeah, but it's just so absurd that I'm like, "Well, I want to talk about this." I fucking. Uh, I hated this. This I, reminds me of like the Librarian series. The, folks, this is new national treasure just dropped. Folks, it's a search for Tom Sawyer's gold. It, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a group of little knockoff goonies, and they're gonna go find a treasure from Tom Sawyer, who isn't a real is a fucking fic- person. Is a fictional character. What? 
uh yeah it's great and uh it, i and it looks really like th- it looks it looks like it's uh 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 barely thrown together like it's really like the effects like look really basic and it's real cheap it's it 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 heavily advertises who in it i forget who the actress is she's not bad but they're like look we got somebody famous uh who's going to be in one scene it's like julia styles or someone like that it's yeah that's right they got somebody like that i just like Man, and I was you know so frustrated. Scene. I was so frustrated by this because, like, they like it has the tone of a of being something that doesn't believe its own premise. Like the yeah, the end again. of it, the end of it has a woman talking to a crocodile and making a wisecrack. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like again, if you if you know the librarian treasure hunting series, it's that. Imagine like, imagine like porn quality without the porn. It's one of those. It's a it's a straight to DVD. It's a B movie, um, but this is a child treasure hunting movie, uh, and I don't know. They keep forgetting the Goonies took itself seriously. They keep forgetting that. Yeah, like it just it, like everybody forgets. There's never been a movie that didn't take itself seriously and tried to do this action genre that right. actually works. They right. always the good ones always take themselves seriously, even if they're melodramatic. They always do. Yeah. Uh, but you got to see this. You got to watch it. I mean, I and, guess uh, I guess I do. One of the clues in the in the ad, the one of the clues that the person says is look within. Yeah, and I know. Man. Let me tell you, I popped. I I heard your I heard your <laughs> fucking like I heard your cackle in my brain yeah. when I was watching it. Look within and you'll see is the full thing and I was like that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, and then you were so pleased. Like I can hear so how pleased. pleased you were. I can hear extremely pleased. Yeah, just the glee, right. fucking glee, and everywhere. Final trailer. This is actually more like maintenance because I covered this on movies that deserve more hype, but it was only the teaser, and I just want to keep this ball in the air because I'm really excited for this film. Okay. The Outwaters. This is a found footage film. Every review from like horror places are saying this is fucking legit. The new trailer is out. Still doesn't say much, but it's con- I, I find it compelling, the sound design in this and shit. Mm. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts on it, because people have already heard my thoughts. Well, um, I don't want to be a total sourpuss. I, I, it's okay if you don't like it. Well, this was not a very good trailer, I didn't think. Um, but like, I do think all the elements that you're excited about make sense, and hearing that everybody else th- says it's good is probably enough it's for a, me. Yeah, it's you apparently know? a multiverse found footage horror film and i actually the multiverse is one of those concepts that i've always wanted to see in horror yeah because it's like it's like why not like i'm sick of ghosts i'm sick of hell it's like find a new scary thing like we need more scary things i mean you know know, yeah it's it's tough that we see as many movies as we do you know it's it's tough to keep us entertained with that that amount of media i agree with you right but Um, you know what i mean where it's like there's a million possession films and it's like i get it the devil uh but then you look at a film like it follows and you're like wow you created a new monster that was a new thing i i yeah i agree um there's nothing about this that said bad to me it's just that like i got bored when i was watching the trailer and the scare reminded me i was still watching a trailer that's the experience i had watching it yeah i will say that i wish this trailer showed more than it did um because the last trailer was just as cryptic and this is just cryptic but longer 
and I'm like, ah, oh, give me some movie. Yeah, I just, but, uh, I just, yeah. you know, the job of a trailer is to get me invested. Uh, you know, like I do think that having quotes from every single publication ever is still effective. Yeah, but it just didn't do it for no, me. No, I get That's you. All. Yeah, I get you, bro. That's all. Sorry. We can move on. Okay. Um, uh, I by the way, I didn't add the new Scream trailer because I, I just don't. I don't. Oh, I don't fuck. know if I care. That's okay. It's fine. It's it's. Sure. We talked about it last week from the teaser, and it's just. I I would just repeat the same things about it. He has a shotgun. Who cares? I don't know. They, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. had guns before. It's fine. Um, <laughs> guns are not new technology. That the one thing I'll say is in the trailer they say this is a new type of ghost face, and it's like no, it's not. It's not. It never is. You say that every trailer. You say that every movie. You say, but it's different this time, and it's never different. It's always the same movie. So that's all. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder what you could do to scream to make it interesting at this point yeah i mean not if it's still uh, stuck on the sydney story right well she's not in it because they didn't pay her enough sure. and that's another part where i'm like okay yeah paid nev campbell <laughs> pay her pay right. her for the role Come and on. if you have to yeah exactly so it's just like i i don't know i've lost my i've lost excitement for yeah. scream um all right you want to name some more producers i do found footage scream isn't the worst idea that's not the worst idea. Yeah. I Fuck mean, it. Because Scream is always, a co- or supposed to be, a commentary on the state of horror movies in a way, right? Yeah. I We talked about this last week. I think that was its mistake. Oh, I think it should never, never have done that. I think the meta horror thing should have been the first one, and then as and they then sequeled it, yeah, they should have moved on. Because now they're like, we're in the crappy part five now. Don't you get it? Here are the rules. You know, and it's like, all right, it's stop stop it i don't know i hate you now yeah i hate you uh yeah it's like you don't have anything to say and you needed a fifth one because of money yeah exactly yeah and it's like i don't know just do it then you can't wink at the audience about like isn't it funny how we're making five of these six of these and it's like yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it is funny it really, i guess i don't know it really is like the audacity of winking at the audience and then now please give me money it's very funny yeah. like you monsters all right let's thank yeah. the producer who the all thankful. right big thank you to david knife boot, knife boot henson thank you to deborah is awesome barbara is great and cancer can go to hell it sure can thank you yes thank you to dracula the bus driving vampire sure uh thank you to driftless wrote mabel's name in the witch's book of blood <laughs> Thank, thank you, you to E.T., the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to follow viral TikTok superstar Jason Pargin on TikTok and buy his new book, If This Book Exists, You're in the Wrong Universe. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you to Funky J, Mostly Comes Out at Night. Mostly. <laughs> thank you. Let thank me get you. in here, Dave. Uh, thanks to Glitterus, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Thanks to Heathcliff's Helping Hampfuls. Thank you. Thanks to Ombre Says Mabel, Step on Me. Thank you. <laughs> Some of these people I, I like better than others. Thanks to James Cameron's <laughs> Prolapse Locomotive. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks to Look Ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Thanks to Mackenzie, Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick, Chill. Thank you. Thanks to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thanks to Mike Villiker. Thank you. Thanks to No One Can Hear You Scream and Space McNulty. Thank you. That took a real dark turn. Yeah. I've always liked inside s- of him. Space McNulty just really thrills me as an idea. You know what I mean? Like he's just oh, yeah. he's just out there sticking it to well, the bosses in space. You gotta watch you gotta watch uh, John Carter of Mars. 
Yeah, but he's not sticking it to the bosses, is he? No, he's not. Okay. He's not being McNulty. That's what yeah. I need. That's what I need. Yeah, I want McNulty with like a fucking thing over his head. Yeah. An oxygen thing. Being yeah. like, what the fuck did Just I do? Just floating around. Just saying, what yeah, the fuck exactly. did I do? Yeah. Yeah. I want that. Uh, so Channing Tatum not only wants to, but owns the rights to Ghost. Ghost? And uh, let's, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, sure. I never. Pro- I greenlit. Never, greenlit. Yeah, we, we it's greenlit officially by the podcast. Uh I've never seen Ghost. How much oh. how much am I missing out? Is it that good? A lot. You're missing out a lot. I've, I mean, I know everybody everywhere lost their mind. Like they just orgasmed never, all over you, the universe when it came out. So it's not this good. Right. But the comparison is like you ever watch, you know, I remember um rewatching Titanic, uh, and you have this moment where you're like, right, that's why it made so much money. Where <laughs> you're like, right, this is good. It's good. Titanic's and okay, yeah. Titanic's all right. Yeah, and that's kind yeah. of ghost where you watch it and you're like Okay, so that's why everybody spoofs this the the scene. That's why everybody talks about this film. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. She's great. Yeah, I know that. It's a good yeah. film. I know that. Sw- yeah, I know Swayze just comes in and sways the most. Like I know he just rules in this film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like Swayze. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a Swayze. And stand. Channing Tatum is kind of new Swayze. Yeah. Like, uh, nobody has to be the new anybody. But I realize that like they're remaking Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'm like, fuck yes. But if it wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal, it should be Taters. I, it should be the Taters. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal for Roadhouse. I don't like that. Well, that's why I think that's one where I'm like, interesting. I would not have gone with that. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm into it. Uh, but okay. like Channing right. Tatum could remake every Swayze film. Dirty Dancing. Fuck it. He's a little sure. old, but I don't give a shit. Pretend. Just pretend he's younger. Okay. What we if, can all just pretend. What if Jason Statham in Roadhouse... <laughs> you know what that, I, mean? I mean yeah of course he's he's built for a roadhouse yeah. movie yeah yeah just come in there teaching people how to how to tend Being bar. cross <laughs> yeah i like it they they he should he should pretend to be from iowa yeah like they should just tell us yeah. he's born and raised in iowa yeah. never change his accent no. we will we'll just accept it you think you could come into my bar <laughs> yeah <laughs> just love it okay i so i want that more than anything yeah. in fact now that we are saying it uh six roadhouse movies all remakes yeah just all, re- keep me- <laughs> keep remaking it yep i'm gonna cast a series of actors <laughs> that's exactly yep. it that's exactly what yep. one of them's liam neeson this age liam yep. neeson <laughs> name them all name them all roadhouse yep. no one or two <laughs> nothing nothing to make them uh, look differently I gotta and say, in fact if a movie studio had the fucking balls to just remake their hit movie and release it six times in a year with a different actor like i, I would i think i'd see it that. i think i would yeah, see it i would see I it do. every time i think i would I really do. Every time. Yep. Even if it was shot for shot yeah. each movie. I think that'd be fucking I amazing. Care. I think that'd be so yeah, funny. Wouldn't. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. a nihilist talking, though. <laughs> All right. So go see Ghost and cu- get back to me. Yeah, sure. All right? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll do that. Sounds good. Are, uh, why don't you and I watch Ghost? We can watch Ghost together. I feel like yeah. that that feels like our vibe, doesn't it? We'll get we'll have a spa day. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have candles. And I'm not this is not a fucking bit, Dave. My No, it's I legit like Hannah introduced me to the concept of a spa day. Yeah. And I mean I knew they existed before, but they're nice. It's nice. I mean uh, people are I'll, doing it. Yeah. I hear people doing we it. We can do a foot peel. We a can do a face thing. Peel. I like we it. can give each other facials. I like it. I'm gonna we're gonna have to like gram it all and also send all those photos. Like t- to each person on our partner networks, like Abe and yes, Swam are getting pictures from me of this. Yeah, be like, this is what could have been if you guys hadn't said no to Spa Day. Exactly. You know, we'll take PCP. It'll be great. 
Wait a minute, bro. You just chained right, reaction. So this. next news story. You just chained reaction. It. That's what you did. <laughs> you always do it. Every fucking time. No, I no. That's the bit. But I would do a spot <laughs> day for real. I think I would. I think yeah. I'd do it. By the um, way, speaking of fucking chain reactioning this podcast, uh, this idea that you're about to talk about, let's say like huge no, right? Huge no to this. Yes. Right. So they're making the they are making Anto- Antoine Fuqua and the Bohemian Rhapsody producers are making a Michael Jackson biopic. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody, but I think they also did the Whitney Houston one. And it seems like they're doing like the sanitized biopics. And let me tell you, if you're going to do a Michael Jackson no, biopic. No, not that. Yeah, not that. Not sanitized. It, I, this is not going to be about the king of pop. It's going to be about a very complex and dark individual. And I just looking at the, the names attached and, you know, I'm being unfair because there's there's no trailer. We don't know anything about it. But I'm thinking, no. No, probably not a good idea. I just don't think probably this, wait until I they can do it justice. I mean, I don't even know. Honestly, like I, I don't. It know was inevitable, what, right? I, I guess it is, but like I don't know what to say because, like, I do think there's a lot of vantage points that make Michael Jackson interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like I think the way oh, to do a, for sure. I think there's something instructive about the movie Walk the Line for these kinds of like. Uh, for these kinds of movies walk the line chose a particular issue to focus the like the narrative around you know like right. the story of his, uh, the story of johnny cash's life was specifically about this one relationship and i feel like there might be that kind of biopic for michael jackson that we might tolerate yeah you know what we don't what we don't need anymore is the the jerk off motion ones no like i liked that nwa no. one what was that one called uh was it straight out of Compton? Yeah, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Um, but it it was made, I believe, by like I should look it up. I think didn't like Ice Cube made it. Didn't Ice like, Cube one of them? make it? Yeah. I think, or wrote it? Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And so there's a part where he's like sitting at a laptop and he's like, "There, done." I call it Friday, and it's like, "All right, <laughs> like, <let's> not, <laughs> like, what are we doing here?" Like, there's a lot of like j- jerking yourself off moments where they're just like, "Oh, we'll just casually invent like this song." And it was done magically, and it's because we're so talented. And it's like, nah, if you're gonna do a biopic, I want to, I want to see, I want to see the grit. Well, especially uh, with Michael uh, fucking Jackson. And I don't Jackson. want it to just be, yeah. And I don't want it to just be, hey, let's pat this person on the back. And I don't know, man. There's, there's just, it's just too big of an elephant to try to leave it out of the film. Like, yeah. the way, like, yeah, his pedophilia is too big of a thing to leave out. And also, yeah. like. It's so complex that I feel like the whole film should be about that. You know, right, because like, I think and this is not a defense for anything he did. Right. But he was clearly a man who is fucked up psychologically 100%. from the start. Yes. And so it's like it's a it's a this is like you could make a three hour epic about his life uh, like Chaplin almost and like really dig into it. And honestly, I feel like until you can do that. I don't need anything else. I don't know uh, if they're. I, I don't think anybody really no, wants to make that movie that either. But you know what I'm saying. But that's it's the like, story we want. It needs. It, right? Yeah, it needs. It needs to be done with a lot of care. And I don't know, man. It might I don't be, know who's in charge of this. I don't know if his estate is like, nope, you have to do this, this, and this, and this. You know, I have no idea. It just, yeah, it's. It, there's so much. There's so much pain in that life. There's so much, yeah. and and it's like just, that's all we want to talk about. Like I know he was made great music. No, who's disputing that? 
you know, like, uh, but like, are you going to get into his self image issues? Are you going to get into like what his father did to him? Like, are you going to yeah. get into all that? Cause that's the story. That's the actual story. Yeah. That's the stuff where it was like the Whitney Houston one. We had Adam Todd Brown on and he was noting that too, is they, they just make it look like a really like light fun story. And it's like, if you ignore the actual drama, and just make it like it was magical and great. It's like, well, that's not, yeah, that's d- not doing it justice at all. I mean, I understand uh, that there. But are... again, we're judging this by a headline. So... Well, th- well, no, you're judging it from deductive reasoning based on right. the things people are saying in this article, and I think you're right. And I, right. Under- I understand, like, because I grew up with Michael Jackson, I, I understand that there are like, a lot of him? people. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. Thank you for Going thank on. you for clarifying that. Uh, no, uh, there are a lot of people who want a way back to liking his music again. Yeah. Like, I get that. That makes sense. To oh me. yeah. I grew up, uh, I grew up on Michael Jackson as well. Where I, 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 you know, I've fucking watched that smooth criminal music video. Like, holy all shit. The time, yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I get, I get the appeal of trying to like soft reboot his image now and like, you know, let us enjoy what he did that was good, but I just don't think you can. You know, I, yeah. I just don't. It seems wrong. to uh, me. You'd be surprised. We do that. But you have to give it like 100 years. Well, yeah, I feel like you have to exactly. give it or like 50 years yeah. where like, you know, there's a lot of those people where we're like, did you know that person was a monster? And we, we don't think about it at all. Like, so you can do it. It's just eh, not right now for sure. Well, not when there are people um, alive not this generation who didn't get justice, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to thank some more producers? That's all I want to do. I was hoping there'd be an all hour right. and a half of that. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Big thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norms. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Vorps. Thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Thank you to Numenol Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishment Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thanks. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Still good. Love it. Thank you to the, the or sorry. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Screaming Horse New Year's Baby. Thank you. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thanks. Uh, thank you to Steven. <laughs> thank you. Steven. Thank you. Thank you. Steven. Uh, hey, let me get in here, Dave. The conveniently placed self-destruction self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Thanks to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thanks to these seven bees. Thank you. Thanks to Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson, Raindrops, Keep Falling on My Head. Thank you. Thanks to Tip Drizzle. Tip Drizzle. Tip. Thanks to Tubi Baby New Year says, Watch Rutger Hours a Breed Apart. Thank you. I don't even know what the hell that means. That's like fucking gobbledygook to me. Thanks to <laughs> thanks to Tux. Tux. Thanks to Vincent. Thank you. Thanks to your mom. <laughs> your mom. Your mom. Thank you, your mom. Yeah, thanks to her. You know, I I, I heard you on the, the your podcast with Maggie. Yeah. You're talking about Numenol Ultra Microscopic Silicosis. And you were like, I you you keep talking about that person like a mystery person. I know who so it is. So I'm gonna reveal I know Oh, you who do it is. know who I it is. I found out who okay. it is. Yeah, yeah, I found out. Okay. Uh, That's all. Which made me soften my stance a little bit because, like, well, it is fucking funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I was like, it's all very right. Funny. All right. But I thought it was like some troll move to, like, just, you know, make you say words. I mean, words. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't entirely wrong. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't Adam. entirely wrong. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Adam. Dave. Dave. Adam. Dave. 
Do you do you want to hear about my day? That's all. The I- movie <laughs> that deserves more hype, Dave. Like a yeah. baby bird waiting for your vomit. <laughs> Just yeah, shoot that bullshit right into my gullet. All right, this all right. is uh. All right, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And what I mean by that is, uh, there. Uh, well, I mean that in a lot of ways. I know but what you I mean do. specifically here is that there's no release date that I can point to and go, mm, yeah. coming right up. Yeah. I mean, no, no, this is currently premiering at Sundance, but it just gra- it grabbed me, it grabbed me right by the fucking yep. the face and eyes. Yep. It's called Mad Cats. Uh, it's out of Japan, and the director who has only done short films, has one notable background, which is that they have worked on multiple trauma films. They are a trauma baby. Okay. Uh, and I love that. Okay. Because that uh, that would also be some notable trauma people, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. The right, first right. movie was a trauma film. Right, right. Uh, uh, um, a man called James Gunn. Sure. So uh, I, I, when I see trauma, I'm like, fuck yes. They got, they got a few. Uh, yeah, they got a few. Yes. Um, and he, this director, before I read the plot, has basically said, he his quote is, no more depressing movies from Japan. Uh, and what he's saying is J- J- Japanese movies, especially low budget ones, are very sad and smaller. And those are the ones that go overseas. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with that, but I like where he's coming from. Because this movie, the synopsis is that a young man... I, I'm just going to read the yeah, synopsis. Yeah, you need to read it, yeah. Sets off on a quest to find his missing brother, teaming up with a quirky new friend and an edgy, mysterious young girl. Uh, his name is Taka. Finds himself taking on a pack of vicious monster cats determined to execute unscrupulous pet shop owners. Now, when they say a pack of a pack of vicious monster cats, it should be noted, nothing in that implies that the cats are like human humanoid it sounds like right. it's like the x-files episode where it is a clouder of cats that are cats uh and that this man has to fight them why are the monster cats after him why was his brother captured what is the purpose of this mysterious young girl mysteries are about to be revealed as the journey leads to a final showdown the plot the the trailer again mad cats doesn't show much but it does show enough to me to go what the f- fuck is that this movie could be like a wackier attack the block yeah you know it could be it could be that like it has the possibility of being like hilarious and funny and and fun and like you know like the kind of thing that cynical movie lovers who've seen the same thing over and over like get really excited for yeah you know it has that possibility because like it's a bold that log line blows your mind it's like okay right. man all right sure i want to note that nothing in the trailer implies that log line yeah. the trailer or the teaser is a man sitting in a parking garage he looks tired and he looks off in the distance and a woman takes a long time running up to him with a pitchfork and stabs next to his head and then it's just gunfights and karate like flashes of it and like these really weird like elaborate sets and it's like huh and then i looked it up and i'm like this is apparently about murderous cats <laughs> not sure how that how that's possible. I, you know, I mean, my thing on this is this has the potential to be excellent. And uh, it's the kind of movie. Or I, terrible. Well, it, there's always rubber, Dave. There's always I rubber. rubber. I know you love rubber. And I think that's the key. That's the key statement here is that rubber is not great. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that okay. about rubber. Rubber is like, what? 
and uh, it has a logline just like this, exactly yeah. like this. And it's like, okay, I'm on, I'm in for weird. And then it's like, oh, it's bad weird. Yeah, you but know? obviously, how could I resist a movie about murderous cats? I mean, right, exactly. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this was thrown at me because of Hana. You know what I mean? I feel like she's, be- <laughs> I feel like she's. I didn't even this. think of that. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is her cackling somewhere in the background. <laughs> Anna has been continuously trying to get Adam to acknowledge our cats. For real. She's uh, like, and- she is texting me threads about the fucking cats and her and the <laughs> and the cat's asses. And it is funny. Am, I'm not even aware of this. <laughs> Bro, it is. <laughs> she just. Her own little dark thing she's doing on the side she of the She sent me, and I'm not kidding, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten texts about the cats without me responding to any on tuesday amazing <laughs> tuesday and it's like you know man I appreciate, I appreciate you're committed and i love you because you know what man you're a comedian and like that's you you've earned this right because you're funny but man she deserves <laughs> to be booted from my life so hard for this she deserves it and it's gonna end with a fucking restraining it order it really is <laughs> it has she's gonna fucking do it She's it's That's amazing. God damn it, man. Yeah. <sighs> well, listen. If she wasn't I funny, don't know anything about that. Ugh. But this movie looks good. Ugh. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I don't mean listen. to be a grumble puss, Dave, but I've had enough yeah. with your cats. I've had enough. A real Harrison Ford yeah, about it. Exactly. Exactly. But this isn't about my cats. This is about isn't a, it? A, another <laughs> movie cats. Sure. But what if, I mean, it, it, I wouldn't be even entirely surprised if I, I sit down to watch this with you and your fucking cats are the ones. Like, I wouldn't even be at all surprised by that bullshit. Or in it, yeah. Just like, then, oh, God, of course. They could be in it. They could be stars. Yeah. They're beautiful. Well, Kitten, Adam. kitten is fucking hideous. <laughs> no, she's beautiful. Bro, bro, can we just have a she's little objectivity? <laughs> just a little beautiful. bit. Beautiful. No. They're both beautiful little cats. No, I've never seen the other cat, and I hope never to see the other cat. Uh, like, do you want some pictures sent? No, I've seen them. Thank you. For oh, that. okay. Thank you for okay. that. I'm hoping, like, when well, I you come said over, you hadn't seen him. When I come over to watch Royal Rumble with you, I want that cat tucked away so I don't have to deal with it. Fair, I fair enough. That. All right. He's a real chonker. He's yeah. a, he's got a huge dumper. I've heard that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The news has it's traveled. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's also partially. Hannah seems obsessed with the cat's anuses she loves and butt it. areas. What is that? Yeah, uh, she's got a thing. Is um, like I mean, like okay, I know that like you know we all have our therapy background, but like this is right. the anal fixation of all anal fixations, bro. Right, cat anus fixation. Yeah, this is. Yeah, no, I'll yeah. Google it. Yeah. at some point, Thank and you. figure out what's going on. But for now, <laughs> oh, Mad Cat. Oh, did folks. you want to transition Google the Mad Cat's Cats trailer? <laughs> Uh, that's all. I just wanted to wrap this up. Sure. Uh, in a hurry, and now Dave? we can. <laughs> now the episode can come to a, an end. A gentle. We don't a, have to talk about a gentle cats wind anuses. Down. Yeah, a gentle wind yeah. down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this was uh, this was fun as it always is. Yeah, you know, we had a nice. Time. It was fun. Yeah. Adam, thank you so much. My pleasure for being on here. My pleasure. And um, G's and crackers. Can you can you do a little more pluggies? Yeah, I'll, more pl- pluggies? I'll plug a few more things. Uh, again, if you're interested in talk about video games that uh, you know defines the art form, uh, please check out One Upsmanship, my podcast, Michael Swain. I also do a bunch of other podcasts with my boys at Small Beans. If you're not a patron of Small Beans, you're missing out on some great intellectual and funny and emotional conversations about topics of every sort. I have a podcast with my favorite Maggie, uh, Maggie Mae Smith, 
about uh, being pals and sharing. What did I say? I said Smith. Smith. Man, I love Maggie Smith so much as an actor. I just love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like no, I get it. She like pops in my head, and I just see her being like, "Get out of here, Potter!" I just see it. You I know? get it. Anyway, I get it. Maggie, I understand. Maggie May Fish, my favorite, my actual favorite. Uh, we have a, a media sharing podcast called "I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours." Check that shit. I out. liked the new one. I was listening to it. The oh, cry movies. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah, man. We watched the fucking Notebook together, like children. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was That's pretty lovely. good. Anyway, yeah, and uh, you know other stuff, you know, but I can't tell you about it yet. All right. So all right. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds well, good. Uh, uh, I might as well plug Gamefully Un, our Twitter account. Yeah. I never do. Yeah. We're going to expand our social media presence at some point. Oh, great. I also want to just quick note GamefullyUnemployed.com leads to our, our, our t-shirt store. We have a bunch of merch on there. Um, but main thing is Patreon.com slash Gamefully, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y, Unemployed for $5 a month. You get access to exclusive podcasts such as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Motors, a Maniac. Star Trek The Next Futurama and Spiel Boys. We are Tom is a leave of absence right now, so we have replacements. Yep. Um and well the, the, the basically everything's gonna keep moving. So yep. uh that's all you need to know. Uh Tom will be missing for a little bit of it, but he'll be back. And um uh we also watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That's another thing that will continue to happen. That it will be tonight, the night that this uh comes out. So also check that out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to all of us. Uh, thanks to you, Dave. Yeah. Thanks to me. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to thanks all of us. Uh, let's, uh, should we just go through everything one more time? Just all the trailers let's and stuff? Let's all the things that we're thankful for. You know, like, uh-huh. uh, thanks to video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, are you going to play anything? You got anything you uh, got your buttons. eye on? Oh, I love buttons. buttons. I love a good button. I'll play stuff. What are you going to play? You got anything in your... Is, I don't know. That, that, uh, that Texas Chainsaw game, that whenever looks, that comes out. That looks all right. Uh, and some other stuff. Yeah, that looks alright. I, I, are you gonna play the Dead Space reboot? No. Oh, Maybe, sure. Oh, I don't you'd know. like that shit. Maybe. You'd love that know. shit. You'd love all it. Alright, I'll play it. Alright. I'll play it. Great. Listen. Hey. Listen. I'm listening. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.